Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Well, it is great to have you. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And a very warm welcome to you to St. George's Church, part of the parish of Calvary St. George's on this wonderful Easter morning, the most important day in the Christian year. Christmas is great, but it all points to this. Because on this day, we gather to celebrate Jesus' actual resurrection from the dead. So this morning, what I want to do is talk about the hope and the meaning behind the resurrection for you. What is the hope and the meaning behind our Easter acclamation, the Lord is risen? It's really a big topic. And so I want to cover it all for you today in about 53 minutes. And so, <laughs> it all depends on what comes in the plate. But uh, just kidding. Um, uh, you're all, I can do another one. But anyway, so, but... Um, Shortly after the pandemic, I uh, paid a visit to a friend uh, who was the executor of his father's estate. And uh, my friend was showing me all of the various forms of paperwork that he uh, had to fill out, and he showed me this very interesting letter. My friend's father traveled a lot for work, and uh, this particular letter involved his father's Sky Miles and uh, airline club membership. And uh, the letter read, Dear Sir, this is to inform you that your Sky Miles and Club membership have been terminated effective immediately because it has now come to our attention that you have died. <laughs> you may reapply for your membership if, you're experience, if you experience a change in your circumstance. <laughs> Sincerely, such and such a company. It could have been united, but that is not important. <laughs> what is important, what is important is that the letter defines for us the meaning of our Easter acclamation. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Easter declares to the whole world that because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, there has been a permanent change in your eternal circumstances. An empty tomb, folded burial clothes, an actual physically risen Jesus. Not a vision, not a ghost, not an apparition, not an orb or a fond wish, but Jesus Christ in the flesh, who was crucified, died, and buried. He is now risen from the grave. The reality is, is that sin and evil still oppress us. Just watch the news for about five seconds. The devil, although he has been defeated, for a little while longer still roars. And although you and I, we will face the grave. We will face the grave from which there is no return, no resurrection, no hope, 
No life is what happens without the living reality behind Alleluia, Christ is risen. Without that living reality, Alleluia, Christ is risen, despite all of the niceties, you and I are actually worm food. However, as Christians, we can face what may come with confidence. Because Alleluia, Christ is risen declares your most glorious experience is as nothing compared to what awaits you beyond the grave because of Jesus' victory over death. As the great Christian martyr Dietrich Bonhoeffer said in his last words as he faced the Nazi gallows, this is the end for me, the beginning of life. This is my first point. Alleluia, Christ is risen means there has been a permanent change in your eternal circumstances. Death is not the end, but as Christians, death is transformed into life everlasting. Death is the end of the beginning. Alleluia, Christ is risen means eternal life for you. This Easter acclamation, though, it doesn't only apply to the end of your life, it applies to your present as well. To shout hallelujah, Christ is risen, is to declare, it's, it's, it's so countercultural. It is to declare that you have been raised with Christ. His resurrection is yours. I've been trying to wrap my mind around this and what Paul is talking about in Colossians. His resurrection is yours now by faith. In him, all that Christ is, is yours. His death for the forgiveness of your sins. His life to declare you righteous. His resurrection as a vindication that you are justified before God now. His glory. All these are yours now in him. And if you can wrap your mind and heart around this truth, what Paul teaches us in Colossians is that you're actually seated with Christ right now at the right hand of God. This resurrection is a cosmic thing. It's a cosmic thing, and you are there right now. This is a wild truth, and therefore calls us to a new way of thinking. Hence, St. Paul tells us in our reading from Colossians, set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died. And see, you are perfect and justified right now in Christ. But this is why Paul says you can't see it. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. What this doesn't mean is that we are now so heavenly-minded that we're no earthly good. No. It flips everything on its head for us as Christians. Alleluia, Christ is risen means now that we are not pulled into the social media algorithms of despair as the basis of who we are. 
What it means is that we're not pulled into the vortex of doubt and disbelief by what we see, hear, and experience because of the world around us. And this is my second point. Alleluia, Christ is risen, is to declare right now that you and I live by faith. And because we live by faith in Jesus Christ, there is more rising to come. There is more resurrection to come. As a matter of fact, death and resurrection becomes a daily thing for us as we die to ourselves and what we see around us and begin by the power of the Holy Spirit to live into this new reality. More resurrection to come. What this means for you is that come what may in your life, the future is always ultimately bright in Jesus Christ. Therefore, when we say that Christ is risen, we are declaring to the world that we truly live right now, but not as the masters of our own universe not as the many gods who have it all under control. But we truly live by faith, through grace, as creatures, part of God's creation, in need of him for absolutely, positively everything. This is what was intended in the Garden of Eden. It's not really the fall. The problem with Adam and Eve is they reached up. They wanted to be like God. And this is our problem all the time. As the great theologian Gerhard Forde once said, the grace of God is the power, is a power strong enough to make and keep us human. Grace can do this because it enables us to give up our attempts at being God and allows us to wait as creatures in faith and hope for what God has actually in mind for our future. You see, when you believe you're in control, instead of being at peace, what happens is, is that you're either insufferable or you live in perpetual fear and anxiety with sprinkles of dread on the side. Am I the only one? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Anxiety is the liturgy we perform before our gods when they don't speak to us. And I'm telling you as one who suffers from anxiety. I'm telling you as one who needs help because of it. But the good news of the gospel is, is that even in the midst of our anxiety, God never gives up. God is always coming after us and pouring this resurrection into our life. But when we forget that, when we think that we're no longer creatures and no long, longer living as creatures, what happens is, is that we become saddled with the burdens that come with being the creator, a role that you and I were never intended to possess. Alleluia, Christ is risen, says that our lives are defined by faith, 
by grace in Christ alone who allows us, even if it's just for a moment, to be truly human. And this is my third point. Alleluia, Christ is risen. It awakens us to actually live in the moment as human beings. It declares that spiritual pretensions and ambitions of being God, at least for a moment, in this place, have finally come to an end. And what is so wonderful is that relieved of that burden of trying to be God, you can finally begin to see the world. You can finally begin to see your family and your friends as they were always intended to be. Not as extensions of you and your dominion, but as gifts from your God. Let me close with this. Alleluia, Christ is risen. What it tells us is that Jesus most certainly is no longer in the tomb. He is truly risen just as he said he would. And what it tells you is that Jesus is now everywhere, but he is also somewhere very specific. Jesus is now present with you by the power of his Holy Spirit in his gospel. And he is present among us in the church. And today, you will find him present amongst us once again in your hearts. And you will find him as we gather around this table. And you will find him crucified, risen, and reigning for you, for your life for your forgiveness, and for your salvation. Alleluia, Christ is risen. What it tells you ultimately is that grace and mercy by the power of God in Jesus Christ has come knocking on your door. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen and God bless you all. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org slash give. Thank you for your support.